Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered. Uh, today we're going to be talking about week 7. This is, uh, I believe it's episode, um, yeah, I forget which episode it is, but, uh, yeah, nonetheless, what's, what's up, Cameron? How are you today? Good, man. Good. Just yeah, trying to get, trying to get to the end of the week. I know, yeah, it's pretty early right now. That's why we might sound, uh, sound kind of tired. Uh, I gotta keep my voice a little bit low. Um, but yeah, this episode might have to be a little bit shorter than usual. Uh, but, you know, we're still gonna stick to our regular uh, score predictions. It's gonna be a little shorter this time, but uh, we have something at the end, basically like mid-season awards and stuff. So um, let's get into the first game. I mean, it's Thursday Night Football. Know, Broncos and Browns. Um, you this game is save your, um, you usually save your Broncos for the last for the last prediction. I do, but since it is Thursday night, it is you know always the first game that we usually talk about. Um, if we have a podcast like before Thursday, um, I mean it is Thursday right now, so uh, but it is pretty early. But yeah, Denver and Cleveland, man. Who do you have in this game? It's, it's a lot of things going on in this game um so i made this i made this score prediction before i found out that case kingdom was stuck um so i I put the browns winning 28 to 23 but i don't know i might have to change that um all right but um i don't know if if uh if teddy bridgewater throws three interceptions again then I might actually be right, but yeah, um, well, um, Case Keenum has the experience. I think that is true. Um, but also, like, there he's lacking weapons, like you know, uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh huh. Like y- your most consistent wide receiver for the Browns is like Donovan Peoples Jones, and of course Nick Chubb is and Kareem Hunt aren't playing, right? They're not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, not the most ideal situation so but you know what i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick to my guts and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go browns 28 Bron- uh, broncos 23 um well yeah after seeing the brown situation basically like it's literally like their practice squad is playing <laughs> um i mean denver has a lot of injuries as well but not as much as the browns um I think Denver can pull off a win. This is like a huge advantage for them um, that they're not facing the Browns like starting offensive line. Like uh, like Jedrick Wills is not playing along with um, their other uh, fellow offensive linemen. Um, and I, I feel like if Baker's not playing in this game, you know, Case Keenum, like you said, he does have experience. I don't know. It's it's really weird because like you might see it as an advantage for the Browns Case Keenum plays or not uh, mm-hmm. I mean Baker was supposed to play but he has like a torn labrum or something uh, but he's going to be sitting out in this game but on the Broncos side um, yeah so Teddy's playing like you said like he had three interceptions um, last week against the Raiders I mean that was all basically um, those interceptions were kind of off like like he just needed to do anything he could to just like try to win the game because like the Broncos, like the coaches, were holding them back from doing anything for the majority of the game. Like, is it the, is it one of those 
Is it one of those things again like you were talking about last week where Yeah, like it's similar to the Steelers game where the Broncos only could score in the fourth quarter. Like they realized that they were playing football in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like that's literally how it was last week as well against the Raiders. They 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 just felt the need to I don't know, score like eighteen points or something in the um or seventeen points, eighteen points in the fourth quarter. Like it's really ridiculous at this point. Like to win football games, you gotta score in all quarters consistently. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm not too disappointed with this. It's understandable for somebody that's like trying to sling it across the field to do mm-hmm. anything at that point. Um, I mean, yeah. he did have over he did have over like 330 yards, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I gotta say, like that's pretty impressive. I mean, I'm happy seeing a Broncos quarterback throw for at least. Over 300 yards. <laughs> doesn't happen that often. Uh, it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. There's so many Broncos fans saying that we gotta uh, have Drew Locke play. I mean, Bridgewater is coming in this game with a minor injury. They said that he is questionable, so you know we could see Drew Locke play. Um, but I think that we'll stick with Teddy. I think we should stick with Teddy. Uh, like it's like this team, man. Like you know how stacked the Broncos team is. They just don't know how to use this. <laughs> they don't know how to use the players. Like it's the coaches holding this team back. I mean, I think that this game might be a little different. Hopefully, like the Broncos learn a lesson after these two games. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with Denver. I think that we have a pretty good advantage over the Browns' uh, injuries. I think we'll win 27 to 20. Yeah, like you, like you said. I, I mean, I didn't with the, like the Teddy Bridgewater interceptions. I didn't um, really watch the uh, game closely you know I was disappointed because yeah. I, I expected the, I wanted the Broncos to win yeah man it was like so embarrassing of, of <laughs> course we had to lose to interim head coach like, to interim head so coach so embarrassing yeah and then today is like there's even more uh, shit on the line like if you lose to like a, the Browns practice squad team that looks even worse you mm-hmm. know? yeah it's, like, it's you, like you were talking about with um, Vic Fangio you know he, could be fired mid-season. I mean, after starting out three and zero and then losing the next five, yeah. uh, it's I just kind of—they'd be in the same boat as kind of um, Carolina. Carolina's at risk of that happening as well. Yeah, but at least Carolina knows how to play football. <laughs> but I don't think the Broncos, like, if they decide to fire Vic Fangio, I definitely think it's going to be after the season. Like, we're just firing the head coach mid-season. That just makes you look really weak. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I I wouldn't agree with firing him, with firing yeah. him this season uh, either. It just yeah. It, I yeah. think it does too. It's you're kind of throwing the season away. Exactly, and that's that's not the kind of team that the Broncos are. They never like just try to throw their season away or tank like that. Like they always try to win, but they just need a like like they can literally stick with Fangio if he could just figure out how to win and make better uh, decisions because this decision making is the number one thing that's holding this team back. And again, I think just one more factor I wanted to, to touch up upon was is that I like I like the Browns because I mean, I again, like I didn't watch the, uh, the Raiders and Broncos game last week, but I saw that the Broncos I mean, that Teddy Bridgewater got sacked five times. Yeah, and I don't know true. if that Another also. Miles yeah, and they're playing probably the best defensive line in the league. Yeah. Um, so if 
it might be a low, it could be a pretty low scoring game. Those defense, both defenses show up to play. And I don't know if like was Teddy Bridgewater's uh, sacks were those also at the end of the game when they were only throwing when when um, when Denver was only calling um, passing plays and he was slinging it. Yeah, um, and plus, like you see how good Javante Williams has been, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's gained so much recognition all over the league. Like they split carries with, I mean, they make them split carries with Melvin Gordon. Like. This team has potential to be one, probably the best running back duo in the AFC West. If you think about it, but um, like again, they just don't know how to use them. They always because they have the same run, run, pass, like offensive, like plays. Um, but on a defensive side, man, the Broncos' pass defense has been atrocious the last three games. They they they're like tied for third worst in the NFL over the last three weeks or something. Um, like, and plus, you have such a stacked secondary. Like, you sign all of these great players. Like, Sertan has been doing good. He's, like, the best first-round pick we've had in a long time. <laughs> so, He's so, doing good so over far. Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller. Mm-hmm. So so far, I mean, he definitely so does. Far, yeah. He does look good. Um, yeah. Like, he's been going against, like, really good receivers. Like, he went against, like, Chase Claypool a few mm-hmm. times and he had him like a little locked up I mean Claypool still had a pretty good game in the Steelers game but Sertan was doing really good that game and Claypool, last game uh, Claypool is I think significantly bigger than Sertan yeah, isn't he? yeah so I mean that's going to be a yeah. tough match for anybody it doesn't even matter if if they're good or not um, anyways yeah. you keep going oh, but yeah Sertan he's been showing a lot of promise I mean all of the Broncos rookies honestly look better than the veterans this year, which is surprising. Um, it, it makes no sense, but like this team just needs to figure out how to how to like how to score early in offense, how to score aggressively, and their defensive passing game needs to be a lot better because this is the worst Broncos defensive passing I've seen in a long time. So. Yeah, they can't be giving up over like 30 points. I mean, in making, putting Teddy Bridgewater in a hole where he has to throw again because he's not a gunslinger type of guy. He probably has one of the worst pass velocity. Um, that is true, yeah. Of you any starting quarterback, which I'm not yeah. like one of those guys who are like um, all about like throwing power yeah and and ball speed like accuracy is all really that matters Mm -hmm. Um, but i mean it does make it hard to like throw down the field every play when you're um if you're not like from how teddy is from how teddy plays i think he's more of like a west coast guy which is you know focused on motioning and and short passing and they have the receivers to do that and they also have the receivers to go downfield not saying That's, Teddy can't yeah. throw it downfield but exactly. um, it's going to be hard for anybody if you're digging yourself into a hole because of your play calling so we'll see how uh, Broncos and Browns do tonight I'll definitely I'll definitely be watching we we said we weren't going to talk too much about one yeah, this game. Yeah, this is like 11 minutes. That, that um, is the one. That is the one tonight, and you're a Broncos fan, and it's an intriguing yeah. matchup. So, yeah. um, and, uh, let's uh, let's move on to my team, Washington at Green Bay. Yeah, man. Um, I can see Washington's been struggling a lot lately. Um, 
Um, last week against the Chiefs, I mean, their defense looked really good in the first half. But um, then they kind of, like, then the Chiefs kind of, like, came back and, like, said, yeah, we're, like, we're still, like, here and shit. Um, but, yeah, I think I have to go with Green Bay in this game. Uh, I like I like Green Bay's offense, you know, a lot better than Washington's right now. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like Washington's defense could keep them in this game a little close. I think it's only going to be a one-score game. I think uh, Green Bay is going to win 28-20. to 20. Yeah, I, I have the Packers winning 34-24. to 24. I mean, it's in Lambeau. Washington hasn't beat Green Bay since the 2017 season with, <laughs> with Kirk Cousins. I think it was a Sunday night football game. Um, but... Um, other than that, I think we've met them like five or six times, including that 2015-2016 wildcard game. Yeah. And Rodgers has been our kryptonite. I don't see how Washington's defense could really slow them down. Um, and it's not only Washington's defense who has been severely underperforming um, this year. I mean, yeah. to a bottom like three is not great. If you're if you're shed in the same light, talked in the same conversation as the Seattle Seahawks defense, <laughs> yeah, then it's never a good thing. But I also, it's not only their defense. Like I said, I think it's their their offense is just not being very productive. I think Heineke's trying to do too much. He's throwing interceptions, um, and and you've seen that since like week two Thursday night football against the Giants. I mean. Somehow the Giants did win that game after they made that interception of him where I think it was James Bradbury just totally read him. And he had two interceptions that game, but he had like, he had a great performance with like 50 rushing yards and like 350 passing yards. But after, you know, everyone was high on him after the, the wild card game last year against Tampa Bay. And yeah. he definitely has that potential, but definitely um, does. Yeah, but I Plus, think I mean, is, you he is trying see... to do too much. Considering, I feel like he is without Logan Thomas there. He's probably the second most important weapon. I mean, of course, the quarterback position is important on any offense, but I mean, he only has really scary Terry. Um, but you do have Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, it would be nicer to have Logan Thomas. That is true. I don't know why we haven't really been using JD McKissick as much as we did last year. Um, but um, our running game is struggling, so it, it's um, I, I just don't see how Washington's defense or offense can keep up with the Packers. 34, Washington, 24. All right. <clears throat> All right, next game. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we should uh, kind of pick up the pace a little bit for the other games. Um, so let's see. Okay, Arizona and Houston, who do you got? Now that we got our teams out of the way, we'll, we'll uh, pick yeah. it up. Yeah, so yeah. Houston and Arizona, probably, <laughs> probably the most uneven matchup of this of this um of this week um i got the cardinals winning 41 to 19. yeah i got arizona winning 45 to 6. um all right next game we got detroit and los angeles rams i got a this is a pretty easy one i got rams winning 37 to 10. 37 to 10. 
I have the Rams winning 44 to 27. It's in LA. I mean, the big story is that it's, you know, the two quarterback switches going up against each other. Yeah. It's a homecoming for, for Jared Goff. Um, but I think he'll, you know, out of pride, he'll put up a good fight. So that's why I have the Lions scoring 27. And, um, pride. Yeah, but the Rams will still up, still put up huge numbers like they have against most teams. Um, you know, I expect Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and even Van Jefferson to have probably each at least 50 yards receiving. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Stafford threw for 400 yards. It's um, um yeah. the Rams will put up a lot of points. The Lions won't be able to keep up. Yeah. All right. Um, next game. Let's see. We got Giants and Panthers. Um, Giants have been, you know, struggling a lot on, uh, well, both sides of the ball because major injuries, just like mm-hmm. even the Browns probably. Um, but the Giants are on the Browns. Um, Panthers, Panthers, um, they had a really interesting game last week against the uh, Vikings, getting into overtime in that last minute of the fourth quarter, having a touchdown, two-point conversion. Like, the Panthers still look really good. Um... So I think Panthers will win this game twenty four to ten. Yeah, I agree with the Giants injuries on the ball. I actually have a closer scoreline because I've noticed that regardless of who's playing on the Giants, they do put up a good fight, kinda of what reminds me of like the Broncos the past several years. It's gonna be it's still a competitive game. It's it's in New York. And I don't know, just the Giants, I mean, with how well like a lot of their second team players have been playing, you have to wonder like you know, if weren't for some unlucky results like the Thursday night football game, like their loss that made them 0-3 I think, against um, Atlanta, um, that they would, if everybody was healthy, would probably would maybe be like a a three and five team, maybe. Yeah. Wait, is there even have some people played eight games? Three, Actually, three and no, four. Yeah, no, I'd yeah. say like three and four, maybe two and four, but now they're they're one and six and. They're kind of in a hole considering they have the exact opposite record of the, the division leader of the Dallas Cowboys. And in the NFC East, you're not going to make the playoffs unless you unless you yeah, win no. it. Um, but yeah, I think the Pan- I think it will be a really close one though. But I saw the Panthers winning 24 to 23. All right. Um, next game we got the Jets and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably the most boring game this week. Just another. Yeah bad AFC East um, matchup. I got the Patriots. They definitely look like the second best team mm-hmm. um, in the AFC East. I mean, it, there's a huge gap between them and the f- best team, which is, of course, the Bills. Yeah. Um, but Mac Jones, did, yeah. Mac Jones looks like the most consistent rookie quarterback. Once again, you know, it looks like Belichick proved us wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, we'll still see. It's still early, like I said. Like, with Sertan, he's been playing great, um, but give him some time. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know that personally, especially, you know, being a Washington fan and RG3, but yeah. <laughs> I have the Patriots winning 27 to 19. It's going to be hard for the Jets to score multiple touchdowns against a stingy Patriots defense. So, yeah, I the yeah. Patriots also winning uh, 23 to 16. I get uh, next game we got the Bears and the Buccaneers. Um, I'm gonna go with Tampa in this one, 33 to 21. I think um, Tampa, like after 
struggling a little bit on defense like against the Eagles and the um who did they play before the Eagles? No, they didn't struggle against the Dolphins at all. Uh, but yeah, I think Tampa Bay is yeah like one of the strongest teams, even though their mm-hmm. secondary was struggling a little bit. Um, I gotta go with them thirty-three to twenty-one over Chicago. Yeah, I um. The reason we always talk about how their defense can keep them in games. It's usually their front seven, mm-hmm. um, whether it be Roquan Smith or Khalil Mack, probably their most noble players, the linebackers and defensive line. But I, their secondary, I feel like, from what I've seen, has been getting torched this year, mm-hmm. and against probably the best wide wide receiver unit in the NFL. And with an experienced quarterback by Tom Brady, I just don't see how the Bears can keep the Buccaneers under 30 points, which I think would be the target if they even want to be competitive. Yeah. So I have the Buccaneers winning 30 to 17. I, I I will say that I think Justin Fields will have a pretty darn good game because it's going to be him with the ball a lot and with the lack of weapons he has, considering David Montgomery's injured, um, Darrell Williams. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I mean, not da- da- Damian Williams. Yeah. yeah. Um, which yeah. I don't know why Kansas City let him go. Anyways, um, yeah, after the tremendous Super Bowl. Yeah, he was literally Super Bowl MVP. Like, it, like across all quarters, he was the Super Bowl MVP for Kansas City. But Mahomes had to get it because I mean, he still like he still won the game for them, yeah. you know, with three hundred something yards passing and three touchdowns. But, um, anyways, I digress. But. Yeah, I just think Justin Fields, he'll have to do a lot. It, it, it'll just be too much. The Buccaneers just, they, they seem to run up score, the score on people. So, um, yeah, Bucks easily. All right, next game we got Falcons and Dolphins. Um, I, feel like, I feel like Miami is the most disappointing team this season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everybody expected them to be one of the playoff um, like teams this year. Uh, coming in with like a really good rebuild. It's so many injuries that are uh, holding them back, and um, like the injury of Tua. Um, the Falcons, the Falcons are still like not a bad team. Like their mm-hmm. defense has actually looked a lot better over the last couple of weeks. Like they played really well against the Jets. I mean, they did play the Jets. But um, their defense has been playing pretty good, like up front for the most part, for what I saw. I, I mean, I can't remember the names of all the defensive line, but um, I'm trying to remember. But there's like one significant player on their defensive line um, that's been helping them a lot, making a lot of good plays. This was probably their uh, defensive MVP. But I think it might be a little close. I think Tua, you know, he had a pretty good game against the Jet, uh, Jags last week, even though they lost, um, you know, after coming back from the rib injury. But I got to go ahead and ask Dan at 2017. Yeah, I, I also have Atlanta winning in a close one, 26-24. Um, um, like you said, yeah, Dolphins. I was one of those people who thought it would probably be like a wild card team, you know, not win the AFC East considering the Bills are on it. I've never really been that high on Tua, Um, but of course his injury, I thought he had a pretty, pretty good game, pretty impressive game coming back, even though they still lost to the winless Jackson Jaguars, which is embarrassing considering it's a a battle in Florida, even though it was in London. Um, 
it's just I, I think the Falcons they're interesting because I I just have this like, gut feeling about them that they're not like the same Falcons of of the past where you know they would their defense is so bad that their that their offense can keep them in games but they'll still yeah. lose in heartbreaking fashion and in those games that they've been close this year I think the only like probably one that they should have that they would want back I'd say was probably their game against Washington which I don't know how we won <laughs> um, yeah but yeah they blew it that game mm-hmm but I mean, they they won a close one against um, New York. It was fairly close last week. I'm, I'm two weeks ago um, when they're in London against the Jets. So I, I just feel like it's a good matchup against the Dolphins. Um, like you said, a lot of injury. Second ball for for um, Miami, and I don't see how Miami can like put up that good of numbers uh, against um, the Falcons. Um, so yeah, I, I got the Falcons winning a close one, twenty six to twenty four. All right, I like that score. Um, next game we got Eagles and Raiders. Uh, this game seems to be one of the interesting ones as well. Eagles have been climbing up a little bit, you know, uh, becoming a little bit, you know, more known out there. Jalen Hurts played really well against the Buccaneers. Um, I think their defense didn't do too bad either. Their, their offense looked a lot better. Um, I mean, now they don't have Zach Harris, and he did score a touchdown for like the first time in a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Philadelphia might be able to keep them in this game. Um, their offense, you know, Jalen Hurts looks like one of the most promising quarterbacks. Um, Mm-hmm. Like young quarterbacks right now, uh, but I think I have a feeling Philadelphia will win this game, thirty to twenty-seven. I think it's an easy game. Yeah, um, I have a similar choice. I'm going with the Eagles in a one-possession game. I'm going to go twenty-five to seventeen. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, Jalen Hurts. I'd say probably the second best quarterback from that twenty twenty class, behind Justin Herbert, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the looks of it, or, or maybe I'm forgetting somebody. I don't think so. I, I still, I think, I think, I think you can put him above Joe Burrow right now because Joe Burrow pretty much missed the entire season. I still feel like I got to more. Actually, I would have to disagree with that. Yeah, um, I, I know that a lot of people, but at least like top three. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but I just, I think he's going to have a big game against um, the Raiders. The Raiders seem to do good against the teams that they're supposed to do good against and then they kind of play down to their competition like yeah. that weird loss that they had where they couldn't even score a touchdown against the Bears at home yeah. Um, but yeah I, I, I see Philadelphia coming into Las Vegas and winning this game alright All right, next game we got Baltimore and Cincinnati that's going to be a really good game Baltimore did really impressive against the Chargers. Defense looked phenomenal. Like this, this team's offense has like so many key players missing. Now, uh, offensive line Ronnie Stanley is not even going to be playing for the rest of the year. That doesn't even oh seem to be a God, problem. Really, yeah. Stanley yeah, is but, is out again. Yeah, he's out again, and mm-hmm. he announced like the rest of the year. Um, but man, like this whole team right now is Lamar Jackson. Um, he's like the one person and the one player that's really um helping this offense significantly 
significantly. Um, last uh, week against the Chargers, he didn't have too big of a game. His uh, running backs actually looked really well. Um, his like fourth, fifth string running backs like Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell even had a touchdown. Um, his team is still one of the best running teams in the uh, AFC. Like John Arba can make anything happen with any running back he picks up. It looks mm-hmm. like so. Um, but yeah, I have Baltimore winning this game, 34 to 28. I think Cincinnati's playing extremely well as well. Had a great uh, defense against Detroit. Um, they're one of the better defenses in the AFC North right now too. So um, yeah, I got to go with uh, Baltimore still. But I think it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean yeah, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh's scheme, <laughs> John Harbaugh's scheme. Um, with how he uses Lamar and using Lamar as a decoy makes that running game so good and with anybody um, and I think the Ravens look like probably you know they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL especially with all the big wins that they've had this year whether it be against Kansas City yeah. um, I mean they're still they're still only losses what week one Monday Night Football against the Raiders um, and then yeah of course their comeback win on Monday Night um, a couple weeks back against uh, the Colts, but I have them winning in a close one. It's a good AFC North battle. I have them winning 28 to 20. I agree. Like Ravens, their defense looked really good against a high-powered Chargers offense. And you know, if I was to pick right now, I would still say that was pretty impressive considering that they probably yeah. have the worst defense in their division. <laughs> um. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that the Bengals actually have a pretty good defense this year. I felt like the last couple of years, they've just been carried by guys like Jesse Bates. <laughs> um, yeah, man, like the AFC North has... has the most like stacked, consistent defense. Yeah. In terms yeah, of agree. like one whole division with great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, but yeah. I have, but I have the Ravens winning in a close one up 28 to 20. 2020. Uh, okay, so next game we got. Oh, how did I miss this game? Kansas City, Tennessee. This is like one of the biggest games of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you have in this game? This is actually a really interesting game. Both teams coming off of impressive wins. Um, I mean, Tennessee came off a win against the Bills. Yeah. Was, did you watch that game? That was an insane I, game. I, I had to do I had to do homework, but I, I was oh, tracking man. it. Um it was, yeah. it was a phenomenal game. <laughs> I have um I have the Titans winning this one in overtime, thirty six to thirty. I'd say like probably a walk off Derrick Henry touchdown if it's gonna be my sure. guess. Derrick Henry, um I'll discuss man. this. He's just been he's been running over everybody. Yeah, um, he, can, he can run over anybody. I think Taylor. I think Taylor Ruan got injured late in the that game. Is true, yeah. So that um, that might be, you know, something to watch considering how how far up the field the Tennessee offensive line has been pushing even a team like all the teams that they've gone up against, um, and even a team with a good defensive line like Buffalo. Um, I think they're just a real. I, I feel like from that game, they're just a hard matchup for uh, Buffalo. But I don't see how Buffalo will lose to them if they meet again um, in the playoffs. 
Um, but I still have the Titans winning. I think Derrick Henry, of course, is going to have um, another monster day. Um, it's it's going to be an entertaining one. I see this one kind of like, remember the, uh, the Houston and Tennessee one last year? That game? Yeah, where it was just it was just back and forth. Um, I, I kind of see something similar to that going on. So yeah, I got the Titans, and what would that put the Chiefs at? The Chiefs would be at three and ah, oh, they'd be three and four. They, uh, yeah, three and four. That's that's gonna be tough. So it's it's a big game. It's a big game, especially for the Chiefs. I think the Titans really have room to room to lose. You know, I think they're kind of locked in to win to get a playoff spot, considering they're in the weakest division in the AFC, maybe even the entire um, league. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go Titans. Titans, yeah, I like this pick. Um, Thirty six to thirty, you said. Thirty six to thirty in overtime. All right. Yeah, we're having a lot of similar scores. Um, yeah, this game I have. Tennessee winning by three points, 39 to 36. I think it's going to be like one of the biggest games of the year, probably. Um, just as uh, Buffalo and Tennessee uh, played last week. Um, Tennessee, yeah, so Taylor Luan is out, but um, the offensive line seemed to p- play pretty well against the Bills defense last week. Um, if they played pretty well against the Bills defense, I don't see how they can't play good against Kansas City defense. I mean, they are going against, I believe, I mean, it's Frank Clark playing with Chris Jones. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's like probably no, that's no problem for Derek Henry at all. Um, you know, being the strongest running back in the league, one of the strongest, probably the strongest running back of all time. You think mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Tennessee, man, the running game is phenomenal. Their offense is looking a lot more I don't know like they look more confident than the Chiefs you know like the Chiefs have had their struggles turning over the ball they're literally the worst offense when it comes to turnovers apparently like the worst turnover differential um but yeah I think Mahomes will definitely make this game you know close like he always does against good teams um but yeah, I gotta go with Titans 39 points. I like it. Um, so let's get to the last two prime time prime time games. Uh, let's start game, with yeah. Sunday night. Colts at 49ers. I have the Colts winning 24 to 19. I don't. Is, is Jim is Jimmy G playing? We don't know. Still I, the 49ers. Yeah, still. I have Indianapolis also winning. Mm-hmm. It's I still like the 49ers. With yeah, yeah, you just don't know what team is going to show up and which players are going to show up with all their injuries. I have been impressed by the Colts the past few weeks, even though, you know, losing that lead against Baltimore Baltimore, um, would be disappointing. Mm -hmm. I just think that um, I've I've liked how Carson Wentz has been playing. Um, I think that Jonathan Taylor, you know, kind of stepping up, probably being the best running back. Him behind Derrick Henry, probably being the best running back the last few weeks in the NFL. Um, you know, kind of makes Carson Wentz's job easier, open up, opening up the play-action game. And I saw all the deep bombs that Carson Wentz was throwing, whether it be to Paris Campbell or 
Pascal or T.Y. Hilton. They, they look good. He's throwing He's throwing for at least like 250, 300 yards. Um, yeah, and he's like the only quarterback in the league with um, no interceptions and like, I think, like, he has the most pass attempts without an interception in the league. So, mm-hmm. so his passing looks really well. Um, yeah. I feel like he's coming off of his injury uh, really good. Um, even though in the beginning of the season, they said that he like injured both of his ankles or something in the first or second game. And <laughs> that seems to not even have slowed him down. Um, but yeah, Carson Wentz looks like one of the better quarterbacks in the AFC South. He could be playing next to Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He's like the best quarterback in the AFC South. Um, and you know he could even be better if he um, if he keeps putting up you know, good good numbers, good um, consistent passing games like without interceptions. Um, but yeah, I have Indianapolis winning this game. I think San Francisco. I'm kind of unsure about this team. This team's also really beat up on offense right now. Um, but yeah, I do like Indianapolis's defense has looked more promising lately than San Francisco, I would say. So I'm going to say uh, Indianapolis 24-24. Yeah, I, I didn't mention my scoreline. Yeah, Indianapolis winning 24-19. I think it's going to be a yeah, game. Lots of puns, probably. Um, yeah. Probably a fight for field position. And then finally, um, Saints at Seahawks. Any game in Seattle or with Seattle... <laughs> In a primetime game, it's, it's always it's good. Gonna, it's it's always good. So I have the Saints pulling out a heartbreaker, um, twenty-seven to twenty-six. Um, even though it's in Seattle, um, Seattle, you know, I don't know no what Wilson. happened to the twelfth man. Really, I know it's no Wilson, but they they're zero and two um, at home this year. Um, yeah. So I, I had the Saints, which is really an odd team. They are, they are a really weird team. You don't really know what to make of them, but yeah, I've been winning twenty-seven to twenty-six. I don't really have much to say about it. Twenty-seven, twenty-six. Yeah, I have uh, New Orleans winning thirty twenty-three. But you know, you don't, you don't know how the Saints are going to play. They're one of the weirdest teams in the league. Um, <laughs> so this could be a game Seattle wins. You, you don't know. Like maybe they pick off James Winston like four times. Um, yeah. Maybe they hold Alvin Kamara to like only like 20 rushing yards, like he had like the first game or something. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, I still have New Orleans winning this game. Uh, Russell Wilson not being able to play is a huge blow for Seahawks. I mean, Geno Smith did really well against the Steelers last week. Mm-hmm. Um, made it really close in overtime. Um, but yeah, I think it's like Geno Smith. He did have he did. He had like game losing turnovers basically. He's had yeah in a lot in consecutive weeks too. Yeah, against the Steelers and like TJ Watt and against um when he filled in for Russell Wilson against the Rams. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I gotta say he's playing very well for a backup, so you don't you never know, but I still gotta go with the Saints thirty eight twenty three. Yeah. Um, so let's get to those power rankings. I'll start with my um, 32 to 26. Um, so I got Detroit, you know, still the win, um, winless team, you know, probably, Same. like we said, probably the best winless team perhaps in NFL yeah. history. Um, yeah, but, but, but it's, yeah. um, 
you know, Jacksonville just won, so I have to give Jacksonville the edge, which of course is my number 31. Um, 31? Damn, I'm not higher. Yeah, and then I have New York Jets at um, 30, and then I have Houston at 29. 28 New York, I think they dug themselves into a hole. They're not going to win. I, I don't see them winning in close games. I don't see them winning against better teams with all the injuries they have. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I don't even know if Saquon's going to return this season because it might not even be worth it. 27, I have Washington. Um, hurt me to put them there. Kind of the same situation. They're digging themselves into a hole because um, the Cowboys look really good unfortunately i hate to admit it and then 26 seattle again similar thing in a with the um with arizona being the only undefeated team left i i don't see how them or san francisco like you have to think that geno smith needs to win the two the next two or three games that he starts before um russell wilson comes back for them to even have a chance at the wild card um, so it might be a lost season for Seattle from, from how it's gone. All right. So you're Your turn. 32 to 26. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, 32, we have the same 32. It's Troy. Uh, 31 at the Giants. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Houston at 30. Jets at 29. Miami at 28. Jacksonville at 27. Seattle at 26, we have the same 26. Um, I'm just going to say my 25 to my 20. So I have Washington at 25. Um, actually, moving down a little bit. Uh, you know, I feel like if they if they can win, if they can start winning a little more, I mean, obviously they'll move up in power rankings. Um, but their offense should, even if their offense plays a lot better, they can still move up, even if they lose. Like, that's that's what determines a team's like power rankings, like how well they play over uh, mainly over that over their like their, if they win or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so San Francisco's in the same spot, twenty four. Philadelphia's at twenty three, even though they lost with Buccaneers, like you know they played pretty well, so they moved up like two spots for me. Um, New England's at twenty two. I think they played really well against Dallas, you know, even though they lost. Um, you know, playing for like a, a really young team, a really, uh, it's like a really interesting position they're in. Um, you know, they're starting two and four for the second consecutive year. Um, but I feel like this Patriots team does look a lot better than last week's Patriots team. Um, for sure. Yeah. So I got, I got to put them at 22. And, uh, Chicago's at 21 for me. Um, Atlanta I like it. So I have Atlanta at 25. Um, I have Philly at 24. San Francisco at 23. Denver at 22. I'm sorry. I've had to fall. And then, I don't know. They move down like two spots every week. Now. Yeah. And then I have Carolina at 21 and uh, Miami at 20. I don't really have much to say about those. Here, I'll just uh, pick it up. I'll go my 19 to 11, and we'll name our top 10. Um, I have New Orleans. Again, I, you just don't know what to think about them. And then at 18, I have New England. Like, I was pretty impressed, you know, Mac Jones. Well, you have said, New Orleans at what? Nine. Not at 19, yeah. And then... That is, that's... Okay. 
and then we went back at 18. Um, like you said, pretty put up a good fight against um, Dallas and really only held Dallas to like what two two scores, I'd say, and maybe even a touch, yeah. only a touchdown or a field goal in the first half, yeah. um, which I don't think any team has done to the, at this mm. point in the season against Dallas. Um, 17 out of Las Vegas. Again, I, I don't really like, you don't know, but they're still in the race. Like, they're still in second place in the AFC West just because um, the Chiefs have been struggling. Um, I feel like the AFC West and the NFC South are in kind of similar situations where, like, Atlanta close records, and you could see one or two teams making the playoffs up there. Um, So Denver's still very much in it, regardless of me putting them at 22 in the power rankings. Yeah, definitely. Chicago... At 16, I just had to put Chicago over in Las Vegas because they beat them. 15, Minnesota, they've been looking pretty good recently. Um, Beat the best teams, but um, I like how Kirk Cousins has been playing. He hasn't been turning the ball over, and their defense um, looks, looks, um, you know, respectable. And then I have uh, Pittsburgh at 14, Indianapolis at 13. I'm high on Indianapolis. I think they're, I think they're a team that can, you know, probably win. I'd say yeah, not nine of eight, seven, eight, nine of their next. How many other week? How many weeks are left, or whatever? Um, and then I have Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cleveland at uh, eleven. Mm-hmm. So I actually moved Cleveland significantly down. Um, a lot more talent than I had them previously. Um, yeah, so we have uh, differences in Las Vegas, Indianapolis. So, um, at 99, Pittsburgh. Where did you put Pittsburgh? I put my 14. 14, okay. Yeah, Pittsburgh's been climbing up. Um, Denver at 18, 19, 18 down again, two times. Um, Indianapolis is at 17. Um, I think I could have moved up Indianapolis. I think I have them in the same spot from last week. Uh, I could move down New Orleans in their position instead. Because, like, you put New Orleans at, well, like, 18 or something? 19. 19? Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, they're either an 11 or a 19. It's such a <laughs> weird team. Um, but then we have, uh, I put Carolina at 16. Minnesota's at 15 for me. Um, I put Cleveland at 14. Um, mm. Just because of, like, so many factors go into the loss and their situation. Um, if they get healthy, like, definitely they can um, stay as one of the best teams in the AFC. But I feel like that that's going to be jeopardized. Um, a lot of the other teams, like the Steelers, are coming back up. Bengals are, of course, like, second in the NFC North. Um, there's a lot of teams that can get ahead of Browns um, and take advantage of this like early playoff phase while the Browns are like possibly injured or possibly like you know just in a bad spot. Um, mm-hmm. But I have Las Vegas at 13. I don't know why I'm being generous to Las Vegas more than you. <laughs> uh, I have New Orleans at 12. I moved up Kansas City to 11. Um, and yeah, so top 10 now. 
Um, yeah, so regardless of them winning last week against my Washington football team, Kansas City stayed at number 10 like I had them last week. Um, nine, I have Los Angeles. Um, I just can't put them above any... My really ex- yeah, explanation for that is that I can't put them above all these other teams um, that I'm about to Chargers, name. right? Um, yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. Eight, okay. Tennessee, tight. Um, seven is when I have the Rams. Um, six, I have the Cowboys. Five, Green Bay. Um, four, four, Buffalo. Even though Tennessee... Yeah. Tennessee's at eight and Buffalo's at four. I feel like that's kind of a... I wouldn't call it a fluke, but it's not a bad loss on, on Buffalo's part. Anybody yeah, it's just has, a bad decision. Anybody has trouble against Derrick Henry. And, yeah, it's like when the Seahawks um, didn't run the ball, you know? <laughs> and um, so I, I still think Buffalo is all around the best team in the league, even though I have them at number four. Um, and definitely the best team in the AFC. So, um, but then I have to put Baltimore in front of them just because Baltimore's been hot, um, okay. five game winning streak, uh, five after losing their first, so five and one. Um, and Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown have really come into their element um, and have stepped up the past few weeks. If they can be, you know, consistent, you know, Mark Andrews, he's already a top. He's he could be you know, he needs to get yeah he needs to get in that top five conversation you want to be named in the same light as Travis Kelsey as Darren Waller as George Kittle and he definitely has the skill set to do so um, and then Marquise Brown everybody was high on him coming out of Oklahoma um, yeah. and um, it took a few years but he has he's gotten there and he's pretty much their number one target um, yeah yeah, so I have Baltimore at number three. Two and one were easy. Two, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one, the only undefeated team left, Arizona. Arizona, I like that. Um, so we have some differences with Tampa and Buffalo. Um, so I have, so number 10, well, where do you have Cincinnati? Do you have Cincinnati? In I have Cincinnati at 12. At yeah. 12, okay. So I have Cincinnati at number 10. Um, then I have the Chargers at number 9. Then the Packers at number 8. Titans at number 7. Um, they used to be 10. Um, I have Tampa Bay at 6. They didn't change. They're in the same spot. Definitely, like, you know, good, great team overall. Um, I have Dallas at 5. Baltimore at 4. I have the Rams at three, Buffalo at two, and Arizona at one. So like the last few weeks, it's been like Arizona's either at top or Buffalo's second, or Buffalo at top or Arizona second. But uh, after uh, you know after week six, uh, it looks like Arizona you know, is still the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. All right, now let's so, get to our uh, yeah midseason or not really midseason, but uh, I would say pre week seven uh, MVP candidate predictions, playoff mm-hmm. predictions. Yeah, I'd say yeah one one third of the season mark yeah for MVP and, yeah. and playoffs because um, we've been through six weeks and there's what eight eighteen weeks total. Um, yeah. So I'll start with my MVP candidates. Um, 
this will be easy. So it, I gave, I gave, I say top five, but I gave a number six honorable mention, Justin Herbert. Um, he'll probably, he'll probably be in and out of the top five um, throughout the um, the year. Um, number five, I have Josh Allen. I mean, now that the Bills are Same four and two, um, he hasn't exactly looked. He he looked he looked good. I'd say a few weeks before, but not as consistent as he was last year. I think he'll pick it up. Um, so I expect him to move up in this list. Number four, I have to give it to Derrick Henry because he's having. He looks like he's in mid and um, late season form because that's the thing with Derrick Henry. He usually he gets better as the season goes along, but he looks like he's playing like it's week sixteen. Um, he's just putting up monster numbers. Probably something you haven't we haven't seen since what eighty. In, um, 2012 and he was like a top he was like a top five MVP candidate to end the season last year because he had a great season leading the league to rushing um, twice in a row but to get a three P in the rushing crown would be pretty impressive um, but of course it is a quarterback's thing so that's why I have Tom Brady at three he's been he has the most passing yards the first guy to reach 2000 this year and the only guy so far um, I think he has the most passing touchdowns as well um, and of course, the Bucks are five and one in the driver's seat in the NFC South, and to get at least a top two seat in the NFC. Um, and then number two, I have Lamar Jackson. Um, although I think he has been the most valuable quarterback, and I know it's called MVP. Um, I can't put him above Kyler at number one because, of course, Kyler is. Um, is on the only undefeated team left. Lamar, I say the most valuable because I think he is the most valuable to his team and has been contributing to success the most. Um, you know, he finally, you know, people can't call him a running back anymore and people can't bring up that stat of Jalen Hurts having more 300 passing yard games after he threw up, he threw 440 on Monday night against um, the Colts, yeah. against the Colts and had 63 rushing yards, which is crazy. 500 all, all, purpose yards as a quarterback um, and Kyler Murray's kind of doing the same thing you have you see him kind of have at least over 350 all-purpose yards um, but I, I'd say you know see this go up and down because I don't see how Arizona can keep up the undefeated thing, um, thing going especially since they have to play um, in the NFC West and go up against guys like Russell Wilson and um, the Rams you notice how I just said Russell Wilson on the Seahawks um, and, and you know twice a year so um, and but I mean you could make the same argument with Lamar Jackson that he's in the AFC North he's going up against he has a I mean the Bengals are a formidable opponent that they'll have to go up against this year I mean this week so uh, we'll see what happens but yeah I can't give him the edge over Kyler but it's going to be a tight MVP race it's pretty intriguing Definitely, yeah um, so yeah, for as of the six to five, yeah, I have Justin Herbert, honorable mention, Josh Allen at number five. Um, did you say Tom Brady? I said Derrick Henry and then Tom Brady. Okay, so I have Tom Brady at four, um, Lamar Jackson at three, I have Derrick Henry at two. Wow. Um, yeah, I think that 
if if a running back is gonna win MVP after Adrian Peterson, it's gonna be Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. You know, just um, as like I feel like being a if Derrick Henry, yeah, if he keeps exactly if he um keeps having at least three touchdowns maybe every game or every other game. Mm-hmm. I can't see him not getting MVP. I mean, I know this is a very quarterback biased award, but I think Derrick Henry has the best chance to win MVP as a running back uh, for the first time in a very long time. Um, but nonetheless, the number one, you know, I've got to put Kyler Murray since we are talking about this MVP is basically, it is basically the best quarterback award, right? Mm-hmm. Um Kyler Murray has been really significant, really a huge game changer, like a lead changer. Um, he's reminding me of like Lamar Jackson MVP here. Um, but yeah, Kyler Murray at number one. Um, yeah, so, it's not only a quarterback leaning award, but also you know best record leaning award, and that's what Kyler Murray's team has right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, I would want to see Derrick Henry. That would be great to see him win the MVP as a running back. It's really impressive. Um, but you'd have to, there has to be kind of a situation that um, Adrian Peterson was in in 2012 where he has to be the obvious choice and like there can't be any question about it. And I think Derrick Henry can make that can make that case. I think he's on pace for, you know, breaking the the record, Eric Dickerson's record, or is it Marshall Falk's? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's I think it's Dickerson. Um, and also I think he's he's on pace to have like 20 rushing touchdowns, which is like Ladanian Tomlinson mid 2000s numbers. Yeah. Um, so combining you know an LT rushing touchdown total with a Adrian Peterson 2012 rushing yards total it's just like you have to you have to at least consider him um anyways let's move on to the playoff predictions um we gotta wrap it up i gotta get to class but um so i'll start with the afc um i know there's only seven but i put eight and just to like um denote the teams i think are going to be on the bubble on the outside looking in that are just going to miss out from what i think so far and that's going to be cincinnati and las vegas um Yep, and then I got Indianapolis gonna squeak in at the number seven spot again, um, just like last year. And um, I just think Cincinnati and Las Vegas, although they're on that same level as Indianapolis, you know, usually in our power rankings in the in the um, ten to twenties, I think that Indianapolis, being the AFC South, has can they can you know they can farm their opponents they can they can season sweep houston they can season sweep jacksonville and maybe they could get one from tennessee um while cincinnati is going up against i'd say more formidable opponents being in the afc north and same with las vegas being the afc west um and then number six i have cleveland um as long as they can keep their their record somewhat close I still favor them over Cincinnati or Pittsburgh um I guess Pittsburgh could also be another like bubble team um and then number five I have Kansas City um I think they'll pick it up um I still favor them over you know Las Vegas or Denver if they're playing and I and the LA Chargers I would say um in in their division so um 
Yeah, and then I put LA Chargers at four, so you would have like a um, AFC West <laughs> wild card matchup right there. Yeah, yeah um, I also have them at four. Yeah, and it's just it's because yes, they're in the AFC West, but also, um, I just I think. Kansas City can't overtake them because they're already in too big of a hole. I mean, it definitely helped that Baltimore just beat Los Angeles. But, um, yeah, Kansas City. Chargers um, in their next divisional game to um, even have a chance at catching them. Tennessee, I have kind of locked at three. I guarantee they're going to finish at number three. <laughs> um, yeah. Being in the AFC South, it's, it's, they pretty much have won it. They might as well put an X next to their name in the standings. Um, or why on that um, and then Baltimore at number two and Buffalo at one don't really have much to say about those yeah um, I totally agree um, so number I didn't really put a number eight I mean that could be like maybe like Steelers or Colts right mm-hmm. um, number seven I did put Denver um, I think that I mean in their position right now as of if the week if the playoffs started today and they wouldn't be in I think they would be number eight um but mm-hmm. I feel like Denver could somehow you know, sweep in you know, find a seven seven seed um because a lot of people I know from a lot of people's predictions that they're saying that this could be like a possibility you know we could see the entire AFC West if not Denver then probably lost what it is right um so at number six I have Kansas City um so yeah Kansas City it's pretty self-explanatory they they probably will find a way to make make it to the playoffs right mm-hmm. um and number five I have Cincinnati um and yeah Cincinnati being they're in as of right now, they're in a really good uh, spot to make the playoffs, and I think I, I think they're not getting enough love uh, to be able to make the playoffs. I think they're definitely a better team than people talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then number four, I have the Chargers of you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, being the number four seed, AFC West um, possible champions. Uh, number three, I put Tennessee as well. Um, the number two Baltimore and the number one Buffalo. Yeah. So we have the same we have the same division winners. Um, just yeah. some discrepancies is about who makes yeah. the call card. Yeah. yeah. Right, now um, our last segment the NFC playoff predictions. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure, yeah. So um at number seven I think Minnesota can uh, find a way to get in. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Number six, we're gonna go to New Orleans. Um, if not New Orleans, then maybe I don't know, maybe Carolina. I'm not sure. Um, the NFC South is they're a really interesting team at the moment, or a really, really interesting division at the moment. I mean, Bucks, you know. Saints, we got the Panthers, you know, Panthers coming off three straight losses just like the Broncos. Um, like, I'm pretty sure their playoff scenarios are, are the exact similarity to the, the Broncos, you know, being the eighth seed right now of the season ended today. Um, but I think New Orleans could sweep into the, or Minnesota can definitely sweep into seven, in my opinion. And it's, 
Celtic through New Orleans. I think New Orleans is slightly better than uh, Carolina. Um, number five, I gotta go with the Rams, right? Um, you know, yeah. being there, if not the best team in NFC West, they're definitely the second best team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay, number four. Um, you know, winning the NFC North. Dallas, uh, winning the NFC East at uh, number three. Tampa Bay at number two, and then Arizona at number one. Yeah, we pretty much have. You said you have Green Bay at four as well. Yep. Yeah, we have almost the exact same NFC, except for one and two. Um, I'll get to that. So my honorable mentions: um, Seattle, Carolina, San Francisco. Like you said, with Carolina, the NFC South, it's kind of a tight race um, mm. right now. All very similar um, um, records for the people who are in Tampa Bay. Um, and I just, I just think that like New Orleans, I have them at my number six as well, um, mm-hmm. with their experience. Perhaps Michael Thomas's return, they'll be able to um, to squeak in. And same with Minnesota, they're going to benefit from teams like Seattle and San Francisco dealing with injuries. Um, who you know at the beginning, you know those were my those were some of my picks to make the make those last wild card spots. Um, but I, if they fall into the hole, like I think that they will especially Seattle it's going to open up um, spots for Minnesota and the Saints so those are my seven and six then I have Los Angeles of course at five I don't think they're going to catch Arizona they're going to want to split the division um, their division matchup so win the next one Um, but then yeah Green Bay at number four um, I was looking at Green Bay schedule and that's why I have them at number four and it's going to be tough for them to I feel like still have a better record than Dallas when I feel like Dallas can do go 6-0 and in the NFC East um, but yeah Los Angeles at Green Bay is probably a <laughs> that's not a, yeah. that's not a matchup you want to see in the wild card game it's probably the best matchup um, so yeah then Dallas at number 3 and then I have Arizona at 2 solely because of the reason I don't think Tampa Bay is better than them um, but I think Arizona being in the AFC West I don't see how they can I, I still think they'll be maybe like a 14 and three team, 15 and two at best, I would say. Um, but Tampa Bay has a significantly easier schedule, classic Tom Brady luck. And um, and that's why I, I think Tampa Bay is still gonna have the best team, best, um, best record in the NFC and have home field advantage. All right, well, yeah, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning into uh, our week seven NFL predictions and awards power rankings. Um, this episode was definitely a lot longer than I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fun. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, we'll see thank you guys, guys later next week. Yep. Enjoy watching football. I'll see you.